This week's episode of the podcast. Um, so we're laughing because we're doing this live on TikTok as well at the same time. And um, if you're watching us from the TikTok, we're not actively engaging in the comments. And I hope that you guys are all having a good day. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, here's the thing. We want to get Megan to a thousand followers on TikTok so that we can go live together. And then potentially that will be a more interactive thing. We'll see how it goes. But... Right now, what I did is I literally, there's a whole story behind this. I busted out my vacuum cleaner and turned it into a tripod because, you know, it's not like I have five from my mom. (laughs) And, uh, and now we've got that going on in the background as we're recording. So we're, it's literally just people can watch us live as we're recording. Um, And I feel like this will be a fun thing to do down the line. But first you're so close, you're like a hundred and 70 away or whatever from being able to go live and then we'll be able to both be facing the camera and not have to have a vacuum tripod um yes. and strange strange angles oh we have five people watching hello that's five. really cool okay yeah <laughs> um so we haven't recorded in a few weeks because i finally got the new floor that we've been talking about for roughly one year which is very exciting yay yeah, so we had to move out of our house and back into our house, and it's so nice to not have eight-year-old carpet. So, what's I'm it excited. like? Did you roll around on it yet? Oh, I've rolled around <laughs> so much, and I've laid on the floor, and I've played with the cats on the floor, and currently outside of my office door, there's a cardboard barrier, um, because we don't want the cats to destroy the new carpet. <laughs> So there's literally outside of my door just a piece of cardboard cut to the shape of the door entranceway. <laughs> How would they destroy? Because they go underneath. Um, the- they whenever we close our doors, they like to claw at the carpet mm-hmm. to try to get in. Mm-hmm. And so our old carpet between every single doorway, it was just like a line of it being damaged. No more cats. No more cats. Not um, no more cats, but no more. No, cats. cats. <laughs> Punctuation is important. <laughs> but it's been a really good couple of weeks. Um, we did that, and I am, I guess, ready to move on to the next phase of my life, uh, which is pretty exciting. I keep saying I'm going to do a thing, and I'm finally ready to do the thing. Can you tell us about that? Because this is really exciting. Um. I don't know the specifics of the thing that I'm doing, except for the fact that it's going to be whatever I feel like doing. (laughs) So vague. Okay. So I know that I'm going to be doing some sort of content creation. I know that I'm going to be in like a public facing thing in some form or fashion. I originally was like afraid to be on camera and now I'm fine with it. Um, I was afraid of being perceived. Well, we've been doing the podcast for almost a year and a half at this point. Um, and I'm not super afraid of being perceived. And I've had a lot of blockages around it, especially with my burnout at the beginning of the year, um, with wanting to be really protective of my time. But I realize now that my time is also meant for doing things. And um, 
following things that I want to do. And there's so much that I want to do. We did this practice on our Patreon where we um, went through and found like the purpose of our life. And essentially what I really want to do is to continue to learn and grow, but share that with other people so we can learn and grow together. Um, So I made a YouTube channel this morning. It has nothing on it. It doesn't even have a banner or a picture or anything. But I mean, I've been talking about doing YouTube for um, most of my adult life. So (laughs) it's exciting to like just have made the channel. Um, And I am going to make time and space for me to do. I think the first thing I want to start with is have a bucket list of projects, which I know I've talked about. Things like um, doing a cookbook where um, I do the both the like design of it and also the photography element of it, which that's super easy to do. I can just I, I'm an excellent cook. I'm fine being cocky about that. She's I, not like <laughs> there's no. Yeah, I was one. I think we've talked about this on here. One morning you sent me uh, your recipe and what you made for coffee. And I was like, oh, my God, it was syrups. You made your own syrups. And it was like a, what was it? Like a butterscotch? Um, Brown butter, vanilla, brown sugar syrup thing. Um, But it was just too good. Yeah, it was so good. Syrups are so easy to make, though. You just need like sugar and water and flavor. Um, like it is so easy to do. One of my favorites is ginger syrup. It's great mm. for autumn. It's great for spring. It's great for summer. Um, just depending on what you pair it with, but you, you literally just take water, pieces of ginger and sugar, and then you make them hot and then boil them and then let them cool and you can put them in everything. And it's so good, but I love to cook and I could just very easily make like a couple of drink recipes and a couple of food recipes and a couple of dessert recipes and make my own quote unquote cookbook and do it for me and for fun. Or I like want to do some animation stuff where I want to make, um, I want to make props, like practical props for a movie. Um, Because whenever I watch movies, I'm not watching a movie. I'm watching like, okay, someone had to design this very specific, like, especially with like period pieces, not like about your so messy pieces so messy. of work that happened within a certain period of time. Um, so they have to make like historically accurate props and paperwork. And like they walk past a library and there are a bunch of books and stuff and it has to be uh, f- for that time. So it would be really cool. Someone designs that someone makes that someone does that. And it would be really cool to do that. Um, I could do that for myself. I can make a short film by myself and it won't be good. It will be dumb and silly and stuff, but it's going to have really cool, accurate props for whatever the theme of it is. And I've done it. And I could also add in animation into that short film. And, but what I'm saying is I don't have to have a bucket list. I could just do the things for me and share it. And I want to build a sense of community and comfort. And I I want to be that person for someone where they are having a rough day and they're like, oh, look, their video was posted on Megaruski's channel and it, she's doing something really dumb and weird. And how exciting is it to sit and watch her do the dumb, weird thing? Like make a mushroom hat or my Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited about my Halloween costume. Okay, we got it. How do we explain this to people that aren't going to everyone knows what this is, right? Because I saw it and was immediately like, Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I've seen that a 1000 times. 
but how do how would one explain hmm um, it's a bird. It's a bird of paradise. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but it's the blue. It's a. It's all black, and it puffs up whenever it goes goes to do its mating dance, and it has like a blue line across it, kind of like a smile and two dots, and it looks like eyes. <laughs> and then there's a really popular video where it's dancing to music, and it's like one of my happy things. And I saw on TikTok someone had done that costume. And I've been trying, like, I've been racking my brain for two months because I have two costume events coming up this month. Um, and one is for work and one is a, like a burlesque drag show. So <laughs> uh, finding a costume that's like both appropriate for work, but also appropriate for like a campy fun night where everyone's going to be dressed to the tens um, has been a challenge. And I was kind of resigning, like we were going to do like Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers because it's like a super easy costume. And then I saw someone do that costume on TikTok. And I was like, every fiber of my being, yes, yes, yes. Because it can be camp and fun and dressed up, but it can also be like work appropriate on mm -hmm. Halloween. So I'm excited about it. And it's not going to be hard to make. It's like sewing just a little bit. And most of it's just tacking felt on to make like eyes and stuff. And you know, I'm doing the dance. Oh, for sure. I for assume sure. that that will be the majority of the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got music ready to go too. What song is it? Because I don't know what song it's to. How's the song go? Like, what's um, the beat? I'm trying to play it in my head. Do, 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 do. Uh, no. Um, hmm. Now that you've asked me, I don't know. But I hear it in my head. I can send you the video, but I can't recite it for the the audience. I'm sorry. It's Okay. It's part of an adult swim video called Animals. You can find the clip individually, but it's part of like a an animals thing for adult swim after dark or whatever. That is definitely awesome if you are partaking in any sort of extracurricular <laughs> activity where you might want to watch weird videos on the internet. Something entertaining that's not going to make you freak out. You can just watch yeah. birds dance. There are so many birds outside and I was going to say inside, not inside, but like outside of the house. And I hope the there are birds inside your house. Yeah, there are so many birds around here. Every morning I wake up and there's this one. I'm pretty sure it's just one. It might be the same bird doing like the same type of bird doing the same thing, but I think it's just one bird. And speaking of mating dances, he's definitely doing something to try and find a mate because he will just sit on the top of the telephone pole out there. And he, he does this all... And I'm like, I've never heard a bird. And, oh, and then he goes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this bird? And then he hops around. No one, no one can see me. Actually, all you can see me. Oh, we've got three people here. Hello, three people. Um, so I get to wake up to that every single morning. This bird, like aggressively trying to find a mate right outside the window. Going, and it's just, it's the cool, and the crow. How do you know yeah. that that isn't how they like to start their day every day? And that's just their like pump up morning ritual. Because he's like looking around as he's doing it. And he'll like, mm, like fluff up his feathers and clear off the space on the top of the telephone pole. And then like try and look in one direction and then do the whole thing. And then does it 
like turns around and does it facing in every direction. So I can only imagine that's like a call. It feels very much like a come to me, come to me. But yeah, he could just be saying, it's morning. Good morning. There's also a rooster. It's a whole symphony out there. And it's not cars, which is just fantastic. I'm, I'm not used to living in such silence. It's so nice. It's so I would nice. imagine oh. it's, it's really nice, especially since you lived in such a a tight space with so many people to have room around you for your own energy. I know that's got to be huge. Yeah, I d- that was something that never I never even took into account until after 2020 and after my like emotional body came online. There is something to be said about sleep like literally in this in this apartment complex, I was within 10 feet of other beings all the time. Um, and I want to say, I'm trying to think one, two, three, four, five, around 10. So like around, I know I went up there really quickly, but around like 10 people were within 10 feet of my vicinity, but there were just, there were walls separating us. So it's not like I was seeing them, but you can feel them. It's so wild. You could literally feel them. And, um, what was I going to say about, being here though there was another thing i don't remember anyways yeah it's just a wild wild experience what's weird is how long it took not really because i get the components that made it take so long but it feels so much like leaving an abusive relationship because being on the other end of it having made this move being here looking back it's just like wow like, why were we putting up with so much? We were so unhappy. And that space had just long, you know, it was like living on a dead timeline for so long that when we finally did move and now being here and we're not even unpacked yet. Well, we're we're like unpacked, but things are not put away. And so um, to have this be so much better already and we're not even fully moved in is just like what took so long. You just weren't ready for it yet. I mean, honestly, I think that there was a lot of work that you had to do to be ready to move that place that you had called home for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that you're here. And you you just hit the ground running as soon as you arrived. Oh, the I was ready. Got here. Yeah. I was so ready. Yeah. My partner, he's just now uh, starting to settle. And it was so funny because when we got here the next day, I was like, let's go. Let's unpack everything in this moment. We have a podcast from that time, too. And I was just like, let's like everything right now. And um, and he just doesn't move that way. He moves a lot slower. So after about a month, he was like, OK, now I can I can start to settle. Let's see. So I'm really glad. Really good. I, um, I kind of want to touch base on like. Because I kind of feel like collectively, like, I just dropped, like, hey, I'm ready to do the thing, but gave no actual reason on why I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big um, piece. So I've been doing work around this for a really long time. Um, and I had to go through a lot of blockages and things. like. The, and the final piece of the puzzle for me was a really unexpected piece. And I think that it's really important that you just, like, periodically ask yourself why in a lot of situations because it was just took someone else asking me the question of like why I wasn't ready to do it yet for me to realize that it was a family component that I wasn't prepared to handle. I didn't think I was prepared to handle. 
So what made me ready and what kind of got me through this process was a a ton of healing. Um, it I have a lot of trauma around certain things and it took a lot of work for me to feel comfortable. I think that was the biggest factor that was feeling myself authentically, feeling comfortable in my own skin, feeling like I was enough. And I think I had to go through this phase where um, because I, I did have my burnout phase a, I didn't. I literally didn't have time to do anything before this. But also, B, I had a lot of my relationships in my life that I felt like I had to give them something to be worthy of being their friend or having me be in their life. And I've gone through so much and reevaluated so many relationships now. Like every relationship, I feel like I'm contributing just by being me, and I'm myself so much more authentically and I'm so much more comfortable in my own skin. And I think that if I had started this years ago, it wouldn't have been me. I I even found a video from like 2019 recently where I was recording um, an explanation for a friend because I, I did wedding um, videography for a long time and they were wanting to get into the industry. So it was like a tips and tricks for my friend um, who was wanting to start doing that. And I watched that video back and I was like, who, who is this person? Because I was so focused on having this like, well, it was masking, like masking into the corporate world and masking in a certain way. And it wasn't me. And there were so many layers of masks and I'm sure I still have a few, um, but I had to remove all of those layers. But I am even earlier because everyone else has always been like, you're doing something big. And I'm like, no, I really don't want to. Um, or you're going to have all of these employees or you're going to do this. And we were talking before we started recording about how um, I was going to be employing Lissa and I was going to have a money manager and I was going to have all of these things. And it was like, not scary for the first time ever in my life to think about, obviously, I'm not in a financial position to do that currently but the idea of someone else's like well-being being dependent on my success doesn't scare me it doesn't feel crazy or weird and that was a huge amount of growth for me and this is coming from someone with like no social like we're literally on tiktok live right now to try to get me to the bare minimum followers because i don't oh, use it and and wait let's see we've got we've got three people Thank you, three people. I'm really excited about that. They're hanging out with us. That's a big deal. It is. It's pretty cool. Oh, we've got we've got people sending things. I don't know how any of this works. I, I we'll figure just... it out together. Yeah, we will. But hello, three people. Thank you for joining. We appreciate you being here. We really do. Yeah. Um, but this is coming from someone who has no social media following, doesn't use social media very often, and um, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be – big i don't want to be big um i um mm. Mm. see th this is see? this morning when um because i can feel it too it's an energy and we were talking about what it means to be cocky and arrogant versus just being cocky and confident and like understanding who you are what you're here to offer the world and aligning with that energy and i gotta tell you when you sent me i sent you a voice message back because when you sent me that message this morning about specifically why you were unintentionally holding yourself back from financial success specifically because of that one component you weren't addressing. In my mind, I was like, oh my God, that makes so 
much sense. And it's so interesting the ways that we hide from ourselves where we can't see these really simple things. And then once you just acknowledge it and see it, it's like, oh. And then I also want to mention being ourselves because you you were talking about that, like how you were like, who is this person, this corporate Megan? And um, this is, I've been facing this in my job. So I work now as a, I want to say podcast producer, but I produce a lot of stuff for them. So I'm just going to say producer. Um, and I had an interview on the podcast that I produce as all things woo as Lissa. So my real name's Melissa, but I did. And there was this crossover where I was so weirded out by it. I was like, wait, but how do I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause I booked it thinking we let's get guests. I'm, I can be a guest. Sure. Why not? And um, I have a story to tell. That's the whole, the whole podcast is the story in your head. It's literally the name of the podcast. And I'm like, I have a story. But there were so many downloads that came through at that time where there's no more separation. It's wild. It's just like, no, you just are yourself. It doesn't matter what position you're working in. It doesn't matter if you're you know, ordering a coffee at a store. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, talking to a stranger, you just are yourself. And I think so many of us are used to compartmentalizing pieces of ourselves. You know what? It was actually the workshop itself. So in this company, I'm participating in a workshop. And I don't know if I told you this, Megan, but I was asking what we're learning is very specific tools for connecting with other people. (laughs) And... (laughs) I want to say my dumbass, but I don't want to self-talk like that. So my curious self was like, well, is there a different means of implementing this method for the individual in like a relationship setting or a personal dynamic versus work and networking? Like, what are the differences? And the workshop leader straight up, and I'm still processing this two weeks later, she said, well, are you a different person? And her in- intention of asking that question was to get me to see I'm the same person. What she actually cued me into was, no, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm totally a different person. It, my previous self really had to be a different person at work. And so now to just be able to be me, it's like, oh, crap. Like even this method can't be implemented unless you're being yourself. And that's just the consistent. So ugh. <laughs> we had to get there first. Yeah. Um, And one of those things is whenever you mask a lot, especially for social situations, I, I was really doing this all of the time where I would play roles for every like relationship or friendship. And it's not that I like wasn't myself, but I was like a version of myself that was what they expected me to be at the job or with that person or in that situation. And, um, when you realize that you're doing that, it's so obvious that you're doing it. But when you're in the moment, it doesn't feel like you're masking. It just feels like you're playing like, all right, I'm going to hang out with Jimbo. And with Jimbo, we talk about sports and do sports things. I don't know why I'm using that example, but, you know, and and you like put on your sports role and instead of like being yourself authentically enjoying a sport with that person. I don't even like sports. Why am I talking about sports? But you get what I'm I'm saying is it was just a natural thing that I did. And now that I haven't been masking and I haven't been doing that for so long, it is um, really interesting to see situations change around me because I'm not going in and acting in the way that was expected of me. 
It's always Jimbo. <laughs> Do I say Jimbo a lot? No, I was just thinking that uh, it's not that you say Jimbo a lot. I was just thinking, you know what? In all of our examples, it's always Jimbo. Um, but yeah, it, it really is. You think you're being yourself, but you're being a filtered, watered down version of yourself. And my God, if 2020 showed us anything, I think that everyone going inside and working from home, you that's actually the biggest piece for me working from home that I've noticed is, oh my God, I can totally see why 2020 created this glass. glass. What is the word? Mass. Oh my gosh, I forgot the word for a second. Brain glitch. Mass global awakening because there is no separation anymore. You're not putting on your work costume and going and being a compartmentalized version of yourself. You're just being yourself all of the time. And that can be really daunting and scary at first. And as someone that worked all the way through the pandemic, I just now in 2022 got remote work, like official, official. And, um, it it is just such a different experience to be able to be yourself and um what do i want to say about that i don't really know what i want to say about that it's just it's just it's a effort I'm not going to lie it, it's kind of scary a little bit because you don't have the uh a sleep default to like just go back to well, yeah, if someone were to have a confrontation with you or were to have an issue with uh, something that you were doing with the mask on, obviously, um, you could be like, oh, don't worry about that. I can change that because you're literally playing a role. So it's easy to for you to like say that it wasn't you that they were criticizing. It was this version of you, this watered down, masked version of yourself that you were putting on to fit into that social situation. Um, but whenever you're being yourself authentically, if someone were to have an issue with you, they're having an issue with who you are authentically and not this like fake version of yourself that you're putting on in order to deal with or fit into this social situation. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, there's nothing you can hide behind because you you really are being you. So any rejection is is true rejection but it also is a beautiful indicator for who you do and don't want in your life. I think that was one of the biggest things that I had to face when I did that interview for my job is um do cuz I faced like I I thought about canceling it several times once I actually was able to get podcast guests regularly and I didn't need to fill spots anymore. I was like, "Oh, I can just cancel that." But it was really me deciding, no, like you finally got a job where you can be yourself, celebrate that. That's worth celebrating. And it was awkward and weird in that there isn't a lot of overlap for woo in that space because it's just not what it is, but it is about telling stories. So that part fit, but it it's just good to sit in that discomfort and recognize that, let's say that didn't go well, right? Let's say that that interview afterwards the company that I work for was like, yeah, we don't, we're not sure what you're doing, but it just doesn't really represent us. And so we don't feel that you're an appropriate fit for this position. That even that would have been a good thing because it's separating me from something that's preventing me from being myself. So it, while the original or while the, because you will get rejected, right? It happens when you are being yourself. And I've, I've been experiencing that. And so when that happens, it is painful at first, but then you just get so used to, 
oh, okay, this isn't part of my story. It's just not part of my reality and it's not something I'm aligned with. It becomes so easy to go, oh, cool. I don't have to spend any energy on that. Cool. All right, we're done pretending. Cool. Moving on. It's just so, yeah. I remember Jessa Reed saying, when you first start implementing boundaries, it's going to feel like the world is ending and horrible and you're going to feel gross. And then after you've set like two, you're just going to be like, <laughs> setting them left and right. And that's exactly how it's been. It really was just like that. Although I will say that first one, that first one lasted like three months and was a horrible experience. So just get through that first, the first couple and smooth sailing in my experience. Yeah, it was the same experience for me as well. I don't remember what my first boundary was, but I do remember around the time when I started saying no and saying yes to me and being really clear about what I do or do not want. And the first time it's like scary. It's like, like think about all of those times where you've been like, well, even just us before starting this live, like, er, and then you like hover over it and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And then after you do it for a period of time and you see the benefits of it and you see how your energy shifts and how certain you are of what you do want or don't like, because Another thing that I'm really guilty of is being really indecisive. So like saying like, I don't know whatever you want and kind of just going with whatever one else's preferences are. But if you never take the time to really ask yourself, like, what do I want? For example, lunch. If you always say, I don't care, we'll eat whatever you want. You may be missing out on getting to really understand what it is that you like. So you're not allowing yourself to really define this thing is like, oh, I really enjoy peaches, but I I discovered based on me trying things and really allowing myself to say yes or no to things that I don't really like canned peaches or whatever the situation may be, because you're allowing yourself to really experience those feelings and experience those things and know that you are the one to choose the item. And also say you're with a friend and you always let them choose and your favorite food is Indian and that you never get to eat Indian, but they've never had Indian because they always want to get Korean and that's all you're ever eating. And then you finally say, yes, I want to eat at this restaurant and it's Indian and they get to find out this was their favorite food of all time, but they never knew because they never had the opportunity to try it because you didn't speak up. That was a rant. I just was so hungry. <laughs> I'm so, so hungry, hungry now. Food. Um, but I, I want to continue to talk about that because that's so important. And I have seen the most transformative life changes happen from that one question, both in my personal life and in one-on-one -on -one sessions, both me asking that question to myself, me asking to that question to friends and partners, and then also like people paying me to ask this question essentially. And it really is, what do you want? Like sit with that, really hear that. What do you want? So many of us, when we hear that, um, what I've found, one of two things will happen. Either it's scary and you just don't know. It's like a blank, right? Actually, one of three things. Scary, you don't know, it's blank. Or you really know what you don't want. That part's clear. Or it's something so out there. It's like, I want to win the lottery. You know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to have all my financial needs taken care of. And it's something that's so outside of our ballpark of what we see as realistic that we can't align with that desire because the only thing that we think of when we think of that desire and what we want is the not having it. Right. So 
Yeah. Nine times out of 10, when people fantasize about the lottery, they're not even fantasizing about the money. You're fantasizing about the freedom. You're fantasizing about, because let's be honest, money in our current situation really can resolve a lot of the problems that you're having, not because it's money, but because it affords you the ability to like go to therapy, provide food for your family, have shelter, have all of your basic needs met. And for a lot of us that have maybe mental health issues or some neurodivergencies or things going on with us, it doesn't feel like the world is made for you. And this is like an escape. Like if you were to win the lottery, you don't have to conform to the way that everything has to be because you get to make your own safe space. And the lottery is a really common one, not because you want money, but because you want a life where you can feel like yourself and comfortable and safe and take care of those who you love. And if you could have all of those things without the money attached to it, you would rather have the things and not the money. The things being the safety and comfort and the freedom. And let's be real. Like when we, I think now we're all capable of really sitting with these thoughts and, and hearing it and, and seeing it for the clusterfuck it is, we're literally born. And mind you, of course, yes, it's. I can already hear you guys, and I haven't even said the thing yet. Um, yes, it's always worse in other places. Yes, we are lucky to have what we have. However, things can always be better, and they can always be worse. So, if you're taking where you're at, and and I'm about to say the thing, but if you're taking where you're at, and you're saying, yeah, but look at people that have it worse. How is that helping anybody? How is you? deciding that something can be worse to prevent you from being more happy? How is that serving you? It's one thing as a coping mechanism to be to be grateful for what you have in the moment. It's another to use that as a as a something that stunts your growth. So with uh oh shit what was I about to say oh we're <laughs> this is my point. We're born into a society where we're literally given a number at birth and expected to give away our time in exchange for money and to do this until we're in our, well, at this point, what, 70s, if even that. And then maybe we might be able to rest once we've developed enough physical ailments from working in the society that we can no longer actually enjoy the time that we have because we're so busy going to the doctor and trying to take care of you know, what, 50 years of not really looking after ourselves because we didn't have the time. It makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. The very fact that we are contracted to work and pay taxes when we never agreed to be in the system in the first place, we were just born into it, is complete bogus. So when we think of winning the lottery, it's freedom from that system. That's really what we're talking about, right? It's like we're we're able to, oh, okay, now I can build my own world. I can build my own world that wasn't the one I was born into that I feel trapped in. I can actually not work and live. And that's, I really think that we're, we're starting to cultivate. So both Megan and I were able to get positions. Let's talk about our jobs for a minute. Cause we were both able to get positions where it, it is work. It is work, but it's the closest thing to not working that we can possibly do while working for someone else. And I feel like this is the first step. This is the first step. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely working. I'm working incredibly hard most of the time. I will be honest and say some days I slack off. And that's a privilege that I have that I'm able to do sometimes. But it is absolutely work. But it is the closest thing to like, if I had to exchange my time for money, this is what I would want to be doing. And it is one of the closest things that I could have while working for someone else. 
if I were working for myself, there were absolutely other things that I would like to do and ways that I would want to trade my time in exchange for the security that money provides. But as far as working for the man, I personally work for somewhere where we start every day with a meditation and we're there are no marketing emergencies in the we're an agency. And we have like the first because I'm off work today because it's the first Friday of the month. Every Friday, the fr- every first Friday, we just don't work because people need time to rest. And there are so many amazing things about where I work. And if I had to work somewhere, this is absolutely where I want to be. But candidly, long term, I don't want to. I I want to work on the things that I want to do. I want to, um, you know, make art and have gallery showings and um, design stuff and do all of the creative endeavors that I want to do and learn so many things and help others. And I've come to the realization, um, and I'm very, very adamant in this boundary, I no longer want to work with other people one-on-one for money. I want my money and my financial security to come from something entirely different. And then if I'm helping you with something, if I'm doing photography for you or branding for you or a website or um, just volunteering my time to assist you with like a trade show or whatever it is that I'm doing, it's because I care about you as a person. I care about your success. I care about helping you through a difficult time, but it's not in exchange for money. It's in exchange for me getting to help you succeed. And as you're doing the thing for the money in this, in this future reality, it's, you're not, this is the world I see us stepping into. So step one for us was find a job that doesn't feel like work to the best of our ability and that it still works. So I knew he was going to jump up here. (gasps) That's so wild. I swear. I heard my cat cleaning himself down here and I thought I swear he's going to jump up here in just a second. And he did. Anyways, you're welcome, live person. Um, So step one was finding a job that didn't feel like work to the best of our ability. And it feels like step two is stepping away from the system where we're exchanging time for money because the thing that we're doing is embodied. So it's not like we're sacrificing time for anything. And that's what I see Sorry, there's a plane. That's what I see in your future reality, because what you're doing, you're not trading time for it. You're like so in it as you're doing it that it's all just like we're going to we're going to start to experience time very differently, very, very differently. Because as you all know, when you're in that state of flow, time literally operates differently. It's weird. It really does. And your energy levels also when you're in flow, instead of a task being draining in, and this includes like things that might be really taxing, but if you were really invested and enjoying it and working in flow, it doesn't feel like it takes any energy. In fact, it feels like it's like recharging you. So like a silly example would be like, I love spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets so much. I love databases. I love making data into like a tangible thing that you can use. I love being able to like make dashboards out of the data. It fills my cup. Okay. So it might be extremely tedious to someone else to like go through and like parse through a bunch of like really unclean data. Unclean means that it's like not 
you're not able to like use that data at, in the state that it is. Um, and then you clean it up by making it to where you can actually filter on it and do things with it. But parsing through that might be someone's worst nightmare. For me, that and a podcast is like a fun Saturday night. And that fills my cup, you know? Scooter's so intently listening to you. <laughs> He's all about it. He's like, yes, Megan. Yes. Make those spreadsheets. Um, yeah, you made one for me about managing my time this week. That was so helpful. That was I could so do helpful. so much more with that spreadsheet. And if I'm being honest, there's so much more that we could do with that. And um, but I knew that you're you're not on my level with Excel. You're comfortable no, with it. Not at all. And um, I didn't want to like make it into something that you wouldn't use. And um, that was just a quick, like you had a bunch of tasks and um, you were struggling because you didn't have deadlines. And I have a partner with extreme anxiety. So I know a lot of the times when they are in that loop of being stuck, right? Um, where it feels like there are a bunch of things, but not, everything's really undefined. Undefined is like a big factor for my partner. When they're in that state, a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll come in and I'll like help break it down into smaller pieces and then um, define it, you know. And when you were struggling a few days ago with uh, having all of these like big abstract things to do, but no actual tangible deadline, I thought, oh, well, I'll just break them down into smaller things and then schedule it out. And it's not a schedule you have to follow, but then you can see and that's what really matters is you can see, hey, this is really manageable and I still have all of this free time and I can get all of these things done that I didn't think I would be able to get done in this time frame. And it helps you be able to move forward. So I made a spreadsheet because that's, to me, the easiest way to break tasks down into small things. And what I what I realized with that spreadsheet, too, which was so helpful, is I set myself up for failure because I have completely unrealistic expectations. Like today, let's see, I did a to-do list for today that I was going to transfer over to that exact spreadsheet. And it's, let's see, it's record this, record my other, uh, po not podcast, but my video cast thing, the workers of the woo for YouTube, which I can't do because I don't have enough memory on my computer. So that I'm rescheduling. Edit edit something I've already recorded and then upload that, edit another video, then do all of the prep work for this workshop that I'm in, then write an article for work and edit it, then make a movie for the accompanies said article and edit it, then make the TikTok that accompanies the movie and article, um, and then make cookie, I'm not kidding, I'm not fucking kidding, then make cookies for my uncle who lives down the street and finally visit because I'm a hermit that hasn't visited them yet. So Okay, you and I both know you're not doing any <laughs> No, I'm going to do like two things on that list. Why do I do that? And I'm like, That's like a week's worth of stuff. Not for you. You could do that all. Okay. Uh, not anymore. That past, Megan, absolutely okay. would cram all of that into a day. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm slow now. Yeah. Man, I just – I love the the, the – the idea that my cats, um, he just came up on my desk and is now sitting with his back facing me. He's facing away from me, facing towards the wall as though I'm on timeout. It's like, what? Because you weren't nice to yourself. <laughs> I guess so. Um, it's just, 
yeah, it's completely unrealistic. And the spreadsheet help like was really helpful in seeing that because what I was putting in these 30 minute sp- slots are like, that's not going to happen in 30 minutes. There's no way. And so I'm starting to see, okay, so I feel unproductive because I don't complete all the tasks, but if the amount of tasks I'm expecting myself to complete are this monumentous, maybe I'm not actually like lazy. <laughs> like maybe it's just unrealistic. You're not like, lazy. You absolutely do get distracted and you struggle with like a a normal quote unquote normal workflow. But that's why you need to uh, like acknowledge that and find a system that works for you. So when I built your little fake schedule, you never went more than an hour and a half with work. And then every like hour to hour and a half, you had a break where it was like, and I did stupid stuff like pet your cat or did you eat food? Have you had water? Because <laughs> I know you like to like really get into something and you get really focused and you forget. Oh, it's not stupid. It was, it's really necessary. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, the off and on switch. I know you have this too, where it's like, if we're working, we're working. And then, you know, six hours goes by, but it, it, it all comes hand in hand. Like, so I can for sure sit down and work on one thing for six hours and complete that whole thing and not eat, not drink water, not go pee, nothing. I can also spend six hours avoiding doing one thing and do nothing. Well, um, I know that I've told you about how we still have all of this stuff left. Um, well, it's not like a lot of stuff, but there were still unfinished items from us doing our flooring where we have items that weren't put back into closets or they didn't have a home and our family room has been unusable for two weeks, week and a half, however long it's been because we had that last like 10% of stuff to do. So yesterday evening after work, we both didn't want to do it. We were adamantly just avoiding this as strongly as possible. Um, So I said, all right, before we start the weekend, we're going to take 20 minutes. We're going to set a timer. We're going to put on a podcast. The second that timer goes off, we're done. We only have to commit to 20 minutes. And we got almost all of it done that we've been putting off for that long. The deadlines. I feel like the deadlines really are like the life hack for any uh, neuro spiciness. My number one thing with cleaning or with like that executive dysfunction is five minutes. I say, like I set a timer for five minutes, whatever I can do in five minutes. And it's almost like a race then because you're like, how much can I get done in five minutes? And sometimes I'll continue and sometimes I'm done. But um, the little tricks like that really help. I'm going to do that today, actually. I think when we're done recording, I'm going to set a timer for 20 minutes because I'm already wanting to add to that list. Clean the house. It's like, that's not. Adding more is not. That's not. That's not where we go from here. And I'm not even supposed to be working today. Today is my day for um, podcasting and all my own stuff. But I don't know. You know how that goes. Yeah. I don't know. Someday, though, it really does feel like we're we're moving into a time where we are no longer trading time for money and instead being handsomely rewarded for doing the things that we love to do. And then time works differently because of it. And we all have access to our energy. This morning, I was scrolling on TikTok on my work feed as opposed to my personal one, which isn't doctored. And so I was seeing all kinds of stuff on what's going on in the world right now, which I don't usually see 
because my TikTok feed is very different and I don't watch the news. And, um, and part of me started feeling so helpless because I wanted to do something. And then I felt great. Like I have this following on TikTok. I feel like I am obligated to say something, but what came through when I was really sitting with that is just how important it is above all else to have access to your own energy and how, if we're getting sucked into, this is kind of a tangent, but how we're getting sucked in, if we're getting sucked into fear and overwhelm through the things that are being fed to us, or if we're existing in a world like let's say our country right now, like we couldn't wear what we wanted to wear or we would fear getting like killed in the streets. That drains you of all your energy. Your manifestation power is kind of out the window because you don't have access to your own energetic sovereignty. So not only do you not have access to your own basic human rights at that point, you you aren't, you aren't even having energetic access. So the the clearing and grounding, we have a, a Megan made a... Um, clearing, grounding, and shielding meditation that's really powerful. It's only four minutes. If we can, at the bare minimum, just implement that, I think that that, it it all goes hand in hand. My point is it all goes hand in hand because part of me now, when I say we're moving into this new thing, I feel like I hear all the voices of people who feel it's impossible and or somehow discounting the suffering that's going on in the world right now. And it all coexists, you guys. It all coexists all at the same time. And having access to our own energy and where we're putting our focus and attention is really going to dictate which timeline and that infinite world of timelines you end up on. Yeah. And I know that I have in my own life, especially some people in my life that feel stuck. They feel like they're unable to move forward, that there's no option. And I can rationalize 40 different ways for them to get out of their situations and they're just not ready to move forward. And so acknowledging that is really important because it's okay to not be ready to heal something or deal with something or face something or move on to the next thing or leave the person or leave the job or uproot your life or whatever it is that you feel like you're like putting off because it's not time for it. It's okay to not be ready, but you have to be able to acknowledge the fact that you just aren't ready and that whenever it is time, you'll allow yourself to move forward because we are our number one anchor. We are, I know I've been my number one anchor for like anchor as in holding myself back. Also anchor as in grounding, but mostly I meant the holding myself back. And this and the gaslighting of the self, gots. I, I term this gots when you gaslight yourself. So, um, and I'm also actively doing this now, not necessarily gaslighting myself, although I'm sure there's still remnants of that, but um just holding myself back. So I can be doing a lot more right now than what I'm doing. And quite frankly, when I started booking one-on-one sessions, I was I got to a point where I could have just done that but I decided not to. And right now I'm really glad I did because um, I'm just in a learning and growth phase that needs to have a timeout and kind of fall asleep in the matrix for a little bit to be able to work through it. But in these more in your face instances where I was just living a life I didn't want to live. So it's, it's one thing to intentionally take time out and kind of give yourself a break so that you can integrate. It's another thing to, and like, and just deal with shadowy stuff. That's really where I'm at right now. It's just sort of like diving into it and just being in it and feeling it. But there were other times in my life where I just actively disassociated 
and fed myself all kinds of lies that weren't true and then pretended as though they were because it gave me a reason to be complacent and not make myself uncomfortable. And it's just so interesting when when you're on the other side of that because the me then would have said that she wanted certain things, but then wouldn't make any effort to actually bring those things in. So like when you're talking about anchoring, it's just, that's exactly what it is, but you're anchoring through your own beliefs and opinions about yourself and specifically your own limiting beliefs about yourself. And also looping full circle. What do you want? Like there was literally, we have a podcast on this that I've listened back to. Um, that is just such a trip. Like there was a time in my life when I literally thought this blows my mind. There was a time in my life where I thought big, big things in life that I wanted were to get married and to have a house and maybe a baby. And I was fantasizing about a, um, a, uh, county job and potentially trading in my car for like an SUV or a minivan. And I thought, Hmm, soccer mom never really saw that for me. I guess this is where we are now. Cause I was living in a condo at the time with a partner that really wanted like several children. And, um, boy, did that never hit, you know, it's just, and I was living in the nicest house I've ever lived. I mean, I would consider this the nicest house I've ever lived in because of the location, but, um, you know, like what a lot of 30 somethings work towards. And I had all that and I just wasn't happy. So when you really ask yourself, what do you want? Like what comes up? Because I couldn't have handled the, the me, the soccer mom, me could not have handled, Oh, I want complete freedom and independence to be able to create content and be creative in whatever ways I want to be creative and to not have any cords, attachments, or commitments holding me to any one thing. And I just want to be totally fluid. And I don't ever want children. <laughs> like that would've, I would have been like, what do I even do with that? What the fuck does that mean? What kind of job is that? I would have been like, well, I, I want to not, not have my life be dependent on the job that I do. I want to just do the things that I love. I would have been like, I don't understand. I thought you wanted higher education. What's going on here? So it's just really interesting when you get real with yourself about what you actually want. Because a lot of times it's not what we think. A lot of times it's not what you think, but also I want to remind everyone that what you want can change quite a bit too. Because I do think in a way, in order to fit in with where you were in your life, you did want those things. They might might not have been at the core of what you wanted, but you did want those things. But um, you can change what you want. And that's why it's important to ask yourself this regularly. What do I want? What do I value? What do I like? What do I dislike? Even small things like what what is my favorite drink? You might th- forget to ask yourself what it is that you even like with your basic needs because you're not taking the time to ask yourself. Um, like my partner recently transitioned from water classic, what we like regular water is what we call water classic. Um, to really liking to put a flavor Mio thing in it. And um, it just happened overnight. And I, I acknowledged it the other day. I was like, well, what happened to Water Classic? Where's your Water Classic? And they thought about it and said, oh, I guess I don't. I like this more now. And it just hadn't even occurred to him that that had completely changed for him even though it was a very obvious change to me. And that's not important or significant, but knowing those things about yourself is important. 
I'm going to say with partnerships too, that's a big one. Cause if you're any, if you've been in any long-term relationship with anyone, um, it's so easy to, so there's what you want, what your partner wants, and then what the homeostasis is with the two of you together. And when you live with someone, you really know this cause you've been doing it for so long, but when you, I've lived with all my partners. So when you live with someone and you've been with them for multiple years, you both kind of just naturally default to the homeostasis of the relationship and then what you personally want changes. The biggest example of this is going to the grocery store. Like when you're going to the grocery store to get groceries for the house, you're not just thinking about you. And I remember that was the one of the wildest things when I was first single um, as an adult, because I had been in a long-term, and let's, let's be real, I've never been single as an adult. I'll, I'll own that. But there were like a couple months <laughs> uh, sparsed out throughout the years. And going to the grocery store to go grocery shopping for myself was overwhelming. And honestly, I got like Nutella and Oreos and the world's shittiest junk food. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know what to get. The only thing I could revert to was like my childhood self. Like what would childhood self want um, with parents not being around? Cause I was just so used to, these are the things we cook together. This is what we get. And um, so making time and space in, here's my point, making time and space in your relationship, very much like Megan does, to have the individual needs met in addition to maintaining the homeostasis. There's room for all of it. But like, you know, maybe eat what you want sometimes. Maybe don't just always compromise. Maybe ask your partner like, hey, what kind of, do you like water classic? (laughs) what, What kind of water are you with today? So, which as soon as you said that, I didn't even realize it till I was literally drinking my water. I was like, oh, weird. That's the first time I felt like I was hypnotized without even knowing it. You said water and I take a sip of my water and was like, that, that was weird. And no, I was, wasn't even consciously aware of myself doing that. But that was the first water I've had today. So thanks for the reminder. It did, And it is water classic as well. It is not fancy water. But I will say I prefer to have my water sparkling in a can. Fizzy water. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all like about LaCroix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. any flavor. It doesn't matter. Any, any, any brand, way. any flavor. Um, I love fizzy water. It's just, it's so refreshing and nice. And um, even the ones that are like lightly sweetened are good, but I prefer the unsweetened ones. I prefer that over soda most of the time. I don't drink a lot of soda. When you stop drinking soda, going back. It's really sweet. Yeah. Well, it's like sir. It's like well, it is syrup, right? It's literally syrup. And I think anyone that's worked in a restaurant, soda just loses its magic because all it is, you know, any any soda in a restaurant is a bag of syrup. And if you've changed those bags of syrup, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know that I want this anymore. It's literally just syrup and sparkling water. But I do um, definitely still drink soda, um, but it's it's a lot less frequently, and it goes in phases, like in the summer um it's usually like a lighter flavored soda and then like we have little things like if we're having pizza it has to be a cola of some sort it just that's just what goes with it if you're having taco that bell, just makes sense <laughs> if you're having taco bell you have to have the baja blast why even get the taco bell if you're not going to have the baja blast that's part of the experience but we're all about in this household experience and weird rules such as Cola goes with soda, or cola goes with soda. Cola goes with pizza. Or if you're watching the show, you drink this drink. That's a big one for us. Oh, tell me about what goes with what. 
Ooh, that wait, wait, that was okay. Sorry, I'm flash forwarding to your YouTube channel where you have um which can we we should probably say, uh, guys, go stop what you're doing right now. Just kidding. Don't really. But like, if you have your phone on you, um, go to TikTok. If you have the TikTok app and look up Mega Ruski and follow her. Cause the whole point of having this live on TikTok right now is to try and, uh, get her to enough followers where we can go live legitimately and not have it be in this weird way. Um, so yeah. Uh, Oh, people are saying hello. Hi. Hi back. And um, so here's the idea for your show, though. But yeah, sorry. Go go follow Mega Ruski. M-E-G-A-R-O-O-S-K-I-I. So I see one of your segments being like the shows, pictures of the shows, and then pictures of the drinks. And then you match up the drink to the show. Is it what we assume it would be? Or can you tell me? Three well, drinks like and for three example, um, the show Lucifer is obviously bourbon because it's a lot of bar stuff. Um, so it was we used to call them bourbon and Lucifer nights. Um, Game of Thrones before I mean we watched all of it. it I'm very unhappy with the ending, but Game of Thrones was wine. Oh, um, yeah, red wine for sure, yeah, and a goblet. You have to have yeah. like a yeah. God, they drink so much in that show. <laughs> I was sober um, in that show, and it made me want to drink. Like a summer show is going to be more like a lemonade or something. Or if we're watching a, a show where they eat ramen, we'll try to eat ramen with them. Little things like that. Um, it's like, I like it to be an experience. So instead of just watching a show, I'm like drinking the drink they're drinking or eating the food they're eating or at least something in the vibe. Like with Lord of the Rings, we did a whole Lord of the Rings um like a menu thing with like drinks that matched and like breads and cheeses. And um, I think we did like a pot roast or something kind of like a hearty stew with it. But I like it to be an experience. I don't want to just watch the movie. I want to live the movie or I want to just watch the, or read the book. I want to eat cinnamon rolls if they're eating cinnamon rolls, <laughs> you know, when I do visit, I just want to eat. I just want to eat and bake and cook and make fancy drinks and maybe do like a Harry Potter. Are you a Harry Potter person? Mm. We've never had this conversation. So I'm guessing it's a no. Um, I've never seen all of the movies. I've only seen a few of them. I've read all of the books. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the author or their beliefs. And I think that there are other fantasy books that are better suited Ooh, to an audience. um i don't even know what her beliefs are is that She's is there like anti-trans and um, really very public about it and kind of white supremacy stuff and such how so. the fuck can you create harry potter and be that's random if you want that's to go down a weird. rabbit hole you can see some of the terrible terrible things that jk rowling has said it doesn't make any sense to me I can create this whole world of fantasy where anything is possible. I mean, the white supremacy thing, if you really think about the premise of Harry Potter, the muggles and the the mudbloods. Oh, oh, yeah, pure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those themes were definitely there. Interesting. Interesting. But there are some delightful, I, cozy fantasy books that are better. So much better, she I said. I understand and appreciate the comfort that Harry Potter provides for a lot of people. I also have fond and warm memories about the books. 
Um, like I got to read the fourth book before it was released because my uh, stepfather at the time worked for a publishing company and he was like a, a factory person. Like he didn't like work for the publishing company like fancy, but he like was on the line and then they gifted some oh, of the cool. pre books. So that was the big them. one to get to because one, two and three came out together. So my fascination and love for Harry Potter comes from I was having panic attacks at that time in my life and I would get so enveloped in the books that I would just forget about everything. And the idea that, I mean, it's, it's very, um, she's also very new agey and, and in that, uh, like in, like the books are written in a, in a way that, uh, new age spirituality, which also isn't helpful <laughs> is similar. Like there's this idea that you can like, like ascending to 5d consciousness feels like going away to Hogwarts. Right. So as I was reading these books, it was just such a, a nice concept to grip onto that there might be something totally different that has nothing to do with this and that we're all special and all these things. And I was like six or seven at the time. And I would, love these books so much that I would uh, give myself limits to how much I could read because I would literally go on like go into full on panic attack mode when I finished a book, knowing that the next one wasn't out yet. It was like, where's my escape? I have no escape. Um, and the fourth one was by far my favorite because the whole Quidditch. Wait, no, it wasn't Quidditch. The fourth one was Goblet of Fire. Thank you. But what did they call that? It was like the Olympics, but I forget what they called it. The way that they did that something cup that. the wizard's cup i think so i don't know i guess i'm not a real harry potter fan if i don't something know tournament name. i don't know they had the big tournament the, the big match. tournament did you and see that Ludacris display last night <laughs> wait what it's a thing from the it crowd where they're the whole show is about like it nerd guys it's a comedy thing um and they were trying to fit in with regular people. So there was an app that told them how to like pronounce and say things to like fit in with other people. And one of the things for the sports people was, um, did you see that ludicrous display last night? It's um, like a generic, like, I know sports. Did you see that ludicrous display last night? I'm not doing that was British me at Applebee's. Oh, hey, name drop. Um, all that time I was working as a waitress, guys. I worked at Applebee's. I don't know why I felt like I couldn't say that publicly at the time. I I, I have no idea, but at the t for whatever reason, I felt like. Well, also you are online, and if you're like, I live in this region and I work at this company. True, true, true. There are several Applebee's in my old hometown, but um, but. That was me working as a bartender at Applebee's because so many people go there to watch the game. And particularly when I was in college pre-COVID, when people still went out and watched sports games, uh, like people would come to big ones like the Giants, right? So yeah. And, uh, and everyone just wanted to talk about sports. And I just, I was so bored. I had no idea what anybody was talking about. And I've had <laughs> exes in the past that have like, um, you know, like their team. Did you know that if you wear, have you ever had the pleasure of wearing a, like a Jersey out in public? Jersey isn't the right word, but like some, like a sports team. Okay. No. Do you know what happens? People approach you and are excited. They ask you if you've seen the game and then they name drop 
and ask you question or or like I I had one guy in Safeway once literally ask me what the what this like there was a game going on and it was like oh do you know what do you know what the score is and I'm like what he's like for blah 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 the the score the score I haven't been able to watch the game and it's like I don't know what you're talking about I have no idea just because I'm wearing this doesn't mean I know anything about it but apparently that's a big no no in the sports community is wearing um I don't even know what it's called your team gear I don't know merchandise. It's so weird too. It's like they're employees, you guys. Someone explained that so well on TikTok once. It's like, how weird would it be to just wear your uniform to work and then have people be like, do your job really good. Make sure you do your job good. We're all invested. And you're just like doing your job and you're not even from and they that make city. their personality that too. So like, could yeah. you imagine if there was like an accountant team and they were like, <laughs> oh, what accountants? <laughs> Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's like what I don't understand because I saw basketball trading happening. I think it was basketball where I got to see how many or like where these people are actually from. Nobody's from the place that they play for. I'm like, wait a minute. You're rooting for your home team as though it means something, but the people that play for that team aren't from that place. How are they in any way, shape or form representing your city? I don't understand in the slightest. Sports it's okay. Things. It means a lot to other people, and I appreciate that they enjoy something, just like I'm sure they do not care one little bit about <laughs> like an anime or a video game or whatever it is that I'm super into in the moment. Oh, yeah. To each their own. To each their own, for sure. This comes off very judgy. It's It's more confusion. Like, by all means, love what you love. I literally just don't understand it. And I'm sure all kinds of that exists in my world. You know, like I go out and plant crystals in the ground that I'm never going to see again, that I spent good money on. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, literally, what is your pro? That makes no sense. Like, what are you doing? If you're ever around, Lissa, the future people listening to this and you're like going to meet us at an event or something, bring a crystal if you feel called to do so and she will most likely grow emotionally attached to it and then have to give it up because it's time to plant it <laughs> that's literally what happens that's literally i have a story for you guys i don't think i've told you this story i have a story for you about crystal planting um i have i have this crystal wand that's a lemurian crystal wand that's probably like 8 inches long and um and it's really beautiful And I was doing an offering, a crystal offering, and my attention was placed there to this wand. And I was like, no, like, no, I'm not going to give up that. No, mm -mm." Um, I have all these other quartz crystals that, you know, I've been programming. I've been programming them with water. So what I do is I keep them in my bathtub in my shower. So they just hold the energy of water. And then I go and I plant them in the local rivers because we're having a drought. So it's just, you know, you're, it's literally a seed. You're planting it with intention, clear quartz you can program. So, well, it's definitely a drought here. So maybe they needed extra oomph or something. I don't know. But um, I just said, no, like, no, I'm not. Mm-mm. But it was like, take it, like, take it with you. So I was like, okay, I'll wave it over the offering or something. I'll incorporate it in some way. I cannot believe this. I, as I grabbed it, I put it somewhere on my car as I was getting all my things ready and then didn't pick it up and then drove off. It's gone. It's go- like the earth wanted it. It took it. It's gone. Um, 
And I've retraced all of my steps of where it would fall in. And it's not, it's nowhere to be found. This is a big crystal. It's like a big crystal. And I immediately went back and retraced my steps. What did end up happening is I was so sad about that crystal being gone, even though I know full well, I just wanted to be in the earth. Even that's, even if that's on the side of the street in the gutter, I guess, but, um, that I went and got like five new crystal seeds from a local crystal shop that I've been planting ever since. So I was like, Oh, okay. I guess it was just time to get new seeds. But yeah, if you give me a crystal and I love it, it's certainly going in the ground. I'm there's one right here that I promised my good friend, Jess, who gave it to me, I would not plant, but she has to tell me that now when she gives me crystals, she's like, this one is not for the ground. This one's for you. You hold on to it. And then that makes me, that makes my defiant self even more. So I want to be like, well, now I really, now I really want to. Now it's an extra powerful tribute to the, the ground. And Jensen will get so sad sometimes because if I, and I'll tell it actually, here's a funny one too. Um, like crystal necklaces and whatnot, when I feel really emotional during a meditation, if I'm somewhere really special in a place like Tahoe, I will take off the necklace and like hang it from a tree and make it obvious that it's for someone to take. And I was doing that with a crystal necklace that he particularly liked at a special place at Tahoe. And he got legitimately sad. He was like, I'll wear it. Like, I love it when you wear it, but it, but, but I'll wear it. Don't leave it. And I was trying to explain to him that what you're feeling right there is why we have, we have, this is how we learn to say goodbye. Like that we do this in every moment. We need to learn to let go. We need to learn to give up the things we love for other people who will benefit. And, um, this man will like give a hundred dollars to strangers. And when he's doing that, I'm like, wait, (laughs) we can, we can go to dinner. (laughs) Don't do it. So he literally does with cash money. What I do with crystals, he just gives it away. If he has money, it's like, if you're, if you're on the side of the road asking for anything, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. If he comes across you, best bet, he's going to be giving you cash. And uh, and that's not me. That's not the person I am. But if I have nice crystals, they will be going in the ground. An interesting parallel. Yeah, I mean, I am similar with certain things like um, appliances. If someone was like, hey, I really need something, I'll be like, it's fine. You can just have mine. I'll buy a new one. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, appliances? Yeah, well, I've straight up done that. Do you, you want to mail me your toaster? I haven't had a toaster in like 10 years. So I don't have a toaster what to get you. Use? I'm sorry. I use the oven or the skillet. For toast? Make some toast in the skillet. I swear it will change the way you feel about toast. It is so good. Yeah, but I have a feeling you have like an iron cast skillet. I can't use cast iron on my um, stove because it's an um, not induction, but like the flat top glass. So you can't use cast iron on it, which I'm frustrated about all of the time. It's just a regular pan. Why can't you? Um, it'll, I definitely did that. Um, it will damage the glass. Um, so we never do it. Oh my God. I'm so sorry to my previous landlord. That nice condo I was telling you about, I've definitely used cast iron skillets on that. I've never that. used it on there. Um, we mm-hmm. do way too much research. Let me just like preface this by like <laughs> we could be being overly cautious. But we had never had a glass top stove before. Most of our stuff was like cast iron. And um, when we were researching it, all of the internet said, do not do this. It will like damage it. It will scald it. It will possibly crack it. And crack um, makes sense if you set it down too hard. But I'm just thinking back like I got really lucky. 
I must have gotten really lucky because I just so, it, it was fine. But. We never tried it. I, I still have cast iron, a couple of them that I kept for the oven that I use in the oven, like for a steak or something, but I don't ever use them on the stovetop and I'm sad about that all of the time. But anyway, I, you're losing toast, I can feel that sadness. Make toast in a pan with like a little bit of yeah. butter and it is so good and it like like think about like a grilled cheese how it gets yeah, like yeah. kind of buttery and crispy and mm-hmm. like that with some jelly or that with some eggs or sausage or whatever it is that you're eating the toast with or like ooh i really love toast with cream cheese and like thick slices of tomato and a little bit of salt mm. i've never had avocado toast though what sorry it screamed you're gonna have to edit that one out. Sorry. He's wearing headphones. Sorry. That's my favorite thing on the planet. I've eaten that probably. And like, yeah, I know bougie, bougie, whatever. I don't care. No, I'll just slap avocado on toast all the time. There's a market next to my house that sells really good avocados. Like every single one is ripe every single time. And, um, and there was a minute when we first moved in where I was eating an avocado a day before my nutritionist partner was like, mm, you know, and it's, not the, I mean, it's good you're eating. It's not the best for you. I was like, what's wrong with seven well, it's avocados? It's like a healthy fat. Yeah, it is. Um, it was doing, yeah, it's still doing wonders for my hair and skin, but um, it was just a lot. It was excessive. It was a lot of avocados, but avocado toast, avocado bagels, bagel, cream cheese. I'm so hungry now. Bagel, cream cheese with avocado. That's a cool texture. Bacon. Oh, I meant to say bagel. But sure, you know, let's add that in there. Bagel, cream cheese, avocado, fried egg on top, and then open face with a runny yolk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. So good. Oh, man, so when good. I was in college, um, there was this bagel shop on campus, and um, they made these awesome bagel sandwiches, and I miss them all of the time. And that was so long ago, but it was just like, like a spicy cream cheese and like bacon and ham Uh and cheese and lettuce and tomato on like this really nice bagel. Ooh. You were having having me think about uh, when you were talking about curry earlier, Indian food, there was a, like a curry shop at San Francisco state when I was going there. And, um, oh my gosh, the best yellow coconut curry with chicken and all of like the veggies with sprouts on top, like the crunchy white sprouts. You know what I'm talking about? Something water sprouts or whatever. Alfalfa sprouts? I think so. They're like crispy and white. Yeah. They're like a pale yellow. Yeah. 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 Am I colorblind? Yeah. Wow. It's been a while, but, um, I'm a little bit colorblind. Are you really? As a designer and an artist, and I didn't even know it until uh, like a year or two ago. Oh. How'd you find out? Um, a TikTok was one of those stupid videos where it was like, can you see this? And I was like, no, I can't see that. And they're like, you might be colorblind. And then I did a bunch of online tests. Oh, like seven or whatever? And yeah. yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of online tests, and it turns out like my blues and browns are like a little... Like, I'm not like, I can't, not that I can't see them, but they're like a little, they're a little off. So it's like, just like a, like a pinch of it, but. Which wouldn't be a big deal unless you were a graphic artist 
for a designer yeah. <laughs> and you like needed to see specific colors. I know one time I like had a project where they were like, I need you to change this brown text to gray. And I was like, what brown text? Oh, no. And then I had my partner look at it and they were like, that brown text, it, it's not gray, it's brown. It's right here. How do you change you it? Sure. How do you change it to the right color if you can't even see the wrong color? Well, I usually go by hex codes. So you can tell um, things to be a very specific color based on like a numerical, alphanumerical value. Um, so I usually go off of those. But in that specific instance, I had just like color picked from an image. And I guess I had picked like a brown area instead of the gray area. Like I thought I did because I thought it was gray. So whoops. Whoops. Definitely not important to my job or anything. I'm going to turn my attention over here and see if anyone has asked us any questions. I don't imagine so. I think it's been very f few people. Oh, there's a lot of comments for so few people. Let's see. You guys, if you have a question, now's your time to ask. Oh, I think there's only two people in here right now. People are just saying hello. Um, 707 likes. Okay, wait. This video has gotten a thousand likes. That's really cool. I've popped in and out a few times, like while you were talking, and it's never been that many people. No, that's what's w really interesting. Because how does a video that's only had two to three viewers at a time have, like, it's one point four thousand likes? I think that's your like global lifetime likes, right? I don't know. I don't know this. No. That's for this video. No, yeah, because your global likes are 455,000. Yeah, and someone commented, I just popped in at 707, 707 likes. This well, is really the first cool. time I've ever One been person shared it. Nice. Uh, someone said this is the first time, this is who, 50 is a, 50 is a vibe. Oh, I like that. Good name. This is the first time I've ever been in one of your lives interested in these concepts. Well, let us tell you. This is the first time we've we've done a live. <laughs> Not the first time ever we've done a live, but the first time we've done one that's like real and wasn't testing things out. Um, okay, cool. No one's no one's asking questions. Sweet. Um. So I guess a few items to close it out. Um. One, we've been doing video podcasts on the Patreon. We never even said <laughs> anything about that, but. Like this is a video cast now on Patreon only right now, which is funny because we did not discuss it or it was never a plan. It just happened. Um, you'll also get to see for this week's video cast, you'll get to see my, it's a weird angle because we got TikTok going and I'm, you'll get to see my tripod vacuum. So that'll be fun. <laughs> um, two, I had a podcast episode on, um, the story in your head am i saying that the story behind what's the yes no you're good you're good the story in your head macklinconnection.com the company is macklin connection the yeah. podcast is the story in your head I, I had an episode on there and apparently you have had a few so if you wanted to listen to that um that is available on the internet and i should put a link in the comments of this episode um three we will have a funky upload schedule in November because I will be on vacation and you will be on a road trip. So this will be released. I don't know. Next Friday. It's supposed to be today, but I'm it's like four o'clock. I'm not going to be able to edit this and get it up today. Um, but I like it being posted on Friday. So maybe next Friday 
Um, we'll see. I'm just along for the ride. This will be on Patreon before that, though. It seems like the vibe right now, what's happening is the winter is going to be cozy cast style where it's literally just like this. Notice how the what we're talking about is all very 3D. We're both in a like a hibernation phase right now where we're kind of sleeping. Um, I stopped doing all one-on-one sessions and even like the content I'm creating on TikTok right now is very much like uh, watch me make coffee. <laughs> it's much less about big, um, 5d, 6d concepts. And, um, and I have a feeling that once we are rested and recovered and integrated, that's probably the best word for it. Integrated 2023 is going to be a wild year with all kinds of things. So fucking buckle up is the feeling that I'm getting for myself in the content that we're creating and that I'm creating, but it does feel like this winter is just going to be like, let's have a coffee and chat. (laughs) Yeah. To me, it feels like for the winter for both of us, especially for you, it's like a a winter of rest. It's a winter of recentering. It's a winter of not having expectations to perform or be a certain thing or do a certain, like achieve a certain level. Um, and it's not time for productivity. It's not time for, as I'm getting ready to start a bunch of stuff, I realize I'm saying this, but it's not time. You, but you're doing the, mm, but you're doing it for you, for your own creative pursuits, because you're doing what I'm doing. So yeah. my, my rest is learning and really just immersing myself in this job because what this person is truly guys, like check out MacklinConnection.com. This isn't like a plug because this is the job that I work for. This is because I'm going through their workshop series right now. And it's literally changing my life. Like this is the reason I'm not doing one-on-one sessions. It's the reason I'm taking the downtime. It's the reason I'm doing the integration. Um, The message that this company shares, I'm very much in alignment with. And so I don't feel like I have anything personal to share right now. So I just want to dive into helping support someone that I really believe in and trust. And, um, and I just have complete faith that that's going to take me places similar to how you are diving in to trusting yourself and creating what you want to create for you and making time and space for that to see where that goes. And then I think we come together in January and it's like, more like February feels more February. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. I just wanted to be like go ahead and acknowledge in advance that um we'll <laughs> probably have some more sparse content. Um we also are an every other week schedule. I'm not even sure we ever acknowledge that, but we do every other week now. Um oh, surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's been going on for a while. Um we're not skipping podcasts or missing stuff. We're just intentionally doing every other week. I like the schedule because every other week we also have time for patreon stuff um any other announcements let me think let me think let me think um should i start sending i'm I'm questioning so i've got this workers of the woo series going on where i've been interviewing people for it um should i put that on our patreon too is there space there for that the reason i'm saying sorry yeah the patrons that we currently have are the patrons that have stuck through us doing (laughs) A lot. There, there's like six of them, and I appreciate each and every one of them so, so, so much. But I think they're just happy for whatever we have available to them. So if we wanted to share workers of the way, we could do that. If we wanted to share, like we did the the Ikigai thing recently, um, 
that's also fun if I wanted to share a TikTok thing or I think they really support us as people and not necessarily a specific kind of content. I just kind of want to defer people there more so than my own personal Patreon because people have joined that recently and all I can think to myself is, oh God, I feel like at any moment this could all just go to a screeching halt because it feels very much like it's a rest time. Yeah, it's so a rest time for you. Maybe I'll just send you, maybe I'll, maybe, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to put any workers of the woo stuff that I do do. You can log into our Patreon. You used to do it. Yeah, I know. Do you know why I stopped doing it? Right. Is because it would, I, when I would log out then and then go back into my thing, then if I tried to log in again, I'd have to get you to confirm it with your email. And then it was just this whole roundabout thing. Yeah, so. I get that. That's why that's yeah, but I I can totally sign in. And um, if you're going to join a Patreon because you want more of our content, join the the woo is fuck, not mine, because I don't know what's happening with mine. What are you laughing at? What's happening? Oh, my partner just texted me and I've got iMessage up beside the thing. And I saw it. I wasn't even paying attention until this came up that our our ibuprofen has been expired for two years. (laughs) We've been using expires. Apparently, yeah. So I'll be buying some new ibuprofen this weekend. Funny, funny little story about that before we end. Um, uh, my partner's a prepper, uh, and he has like three months, or we have like three months of food, um, which is just smart. Have food and water, right? Always yeah, have food we and do water. too. Yeah. Uh, as we moved, we went through it all. Most of it's expired. And my thought process was, okay, let's pull everything out that's expired, write down what these things are. And then when we're at the grocery store, we'll start replacing and then let's eat these things. And in his mind, it's like, um, it seems as though for certain preppers, the doom and gloom is so very near that that like, that didn't seem logical to him. That didn't seem logical. It's like, no, we'll just keep it as our emergency food. And in my mind, I'm like, what if the emergency isn't for three years? (laughs) Like, all of our food's going to be bad. How is that helpful? I mean, it's just basic food service thing. You do a first in first out. And so with, especially if you're like being smart about prepping, it's not that you're prepping with like, these are things that we don't touch. You're changing your life to accommodate for like, okay, we have this extra thing of rice and then we'll have a backup bag to that. And then we use this bag of rice. And then when it's gone, we'll buy a new bag to put back into the thing. And you like, shift it you know so it's not just a stagnant thing just like with money which I recently uh addressed um I don't have issues with money but I do have issues with hoarding money like a dragon um (laughs) oh like all the coins yeah like I'm like on my pile not because I'm like greedy but because I'm like this is my like safety net and I don't want to touch that so I forced myself this week to with intention buy something that like put me under my like comfort threshold and I significantly reduced my pile my little hoard to make room because I was acknowledging the fact that like this I'm just making it stagnant you know um this is stagnant energy that isn't allowed to move or flow and money is energy and I'm over here hoarding it and like not letting myself spend $15 because it'll put me under the the $6,000 that I'm allowed to have or whatever and literally uh, feeling broke when when yeah. you're far from it because you don't want to go under a certain number yeah i do that too and it feels so good if anyone out there 
has a, yeah, here's our tool for your toolbox today. If you have a specific number in your bank account that you refuse to go under because you feel unsafe, go purposefully buy something that makes your heart happy to take you under that number and just feel like it can be like by a dollar but Mm -hmm. it was so cool for me to like because i bought i very specifically bought an item from someone in my local area on etsy with under like 250 purchases i wanted to support someone small because i wanted that it was like a $20 purchase. I wanted that purchase to mean something to them as much as it meant to me. And I wanted to kind of put that like flow of money and energy um, into the local grid collectively. And um, I put myself $2 under my thing. And I was actually really proud of myself. And it felt like I could breathe because um, I hadn't been close to my threshold in a while, but then floors and painting and all of the things and we paid for it all in cash. So I got close to my threshold and then I got really hyper fixated on how close I was to that comfort threshold. So um, I was sending Lissa texts in the morning. It was like, I'm just acknowledging that I've been spending on this for a few days just to get it out in the open. And then like, I was just like a wall of text of me working through this and then being like, I'm going to intentionally buy a thing. And then I sent her the thing that I bought. And then I was like, talking about how proud and good I felt. Um, get you a friend where you can just be open and like, <laughs> talk. Yeah. About unmask that. with your friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, so if you're listening to this now, my guess is it's probably next Friday. So it's like what Friday the, I want to do, I want to try this out. Cause I think that this is where we're going with it anyway. So let's just make it open. And if it doesn't happen, who cares? We don't care. Um, so Friday the 14th is when you're probably listening to this. Hello. Hello. Future selves. Um, so we're recording that day. Wait, what am I trying to say? Oh, if you're listening to this and you would like to interact with us, chances are, I can only imagine Megan will be at a thousand followers by that point. So we will be going live next Friday morning as we are recording. If you are interested in joining us, that will be 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m.? That's one my time. Oh, that's one o'clock your time. Oh, that'd be like three Eastern time, whatever. No, but o'clock Eastern time. I don't know what's happening. It's 10 a.m. Pacific. That's all I know. (laughs) But on Friday, so we record on Fridays, 10 a.m. Pacific, but we aren't recording next Friday because next Friday is week off, right? And then we're not recording. Never mind. Don't cut this out. Edit this out. I'm being confusing because the 21st, we're not recording either because I'm getting my roof redone. Well, I'm not getting it done. The landlord's getting it done. That made me sound. We're recording a podcast next week. We're recording Patreon and podcast. Because That's right. um, somewhere around know. that time, we will be live. If you want to keep an eye on it, super cool. If I'm not at 1,000 follow- followers, we'll do this weird thing again. Um, and if I am, it'll be slightly better, but also awkward. Um, <laughs> and I'll share. So w- the cool thing about this is you get a link afterwards to the replay. So we'll share that on Patreon so that you can see this this w- weird um, view of uh, like literally me recording in my living room and then Megan on the computer but then in the future and we'll post the replays too it'll be like literally 
our faces, which will be fun to watch. I would love to watch that personally. Like if I were on the other side of this, I think that's yeah. fun. I mean, obviously we're eventually leading to a public video podcast at some point, but we're taking our time. Oh, we're getting comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Notice how it took a year of, of noodling around with that topic to, to settle into it. It feels like growing into shoes. Yeah. You know, you get the shoes and it's like, I love these. Let's put them on and, and go walk for a mile. And then you get 10 steps in and you're like, mm, let's put those in the closet for a minute. Like mm. those kind of hurt. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this has been like a 30 minute goodbye at this point. I just wanted to thank you guys all for hanging out with us. And I hope that you're having a wonderful winter of rest as well. And ask yourself what it is that you want. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable if you have anything that you're kind of holding on to and kind of precious about. Like, even if it's something small, like you have a perfume that's really nice and you never wear it, wear it today. And ask yourself what your favorite drink is and be yourself authentically and have a good day. I don't remember if there was anything else. That was a tool. Yeah, no, it was what do you want? Mm -hmm. And then, Perfect. yeah. And oh, and spend, uh, if you have a safety net. That's why I said like, even if it was something small, like they weren't comfortable oh, with right. doing the $1, you could do like, I'm using the nice lotion or I'm using the nice paint or the nice perfume or whatever. Are we back to long goodbyes again? We've come full circle. We're back to long goodbyes. Happy winter, everybody. If you fall asleep in the matrix, it's all good. Just let yourself rest. You'll come out eventually. Yeah. Bye, okay, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>